Good afternoon and happy Friday to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning into Let's Chat Markets, your favorite weekly dairy market podcast powered by High Ground Dairy. Today's Friday, September 22nd, and you're hearing from Alyssa Badger, Vice President of High Ground Dairy. With me today is Betty Burning, our dairy economist here on the team. Betty, what happened in the dairy spot markets this week? Thanks, Alyssa. It was a wild week in markets. Class three commodities went lower, while class four products rallied. And here are the details. Blocks and barrels are sitting at two-month lows. They were up slightly today in trading after having big losses throughout the week. With blocks in the high 170s and barrels sitting at 160 per pound today, that is not what many were expecting, I think, at the start of the week. On the flip side of this, butter settled at $3 per pound today, which is its highest price since October 28th, 2022, and since last Friday has gained nearly 30 cents. Nonfat dry milk is back to early June price levels, finishing today at $1.17. And of the four major commodities, whey was the sleepiest this week. Ended the week in the green, though, at 30 cents and a quarter cent per pound on 30 total trades for the week. My goodness, there's been so much volatility these last few weeks. It's so hard to keep up, both domestically and internationally, actually. This week was truly dominated by international data, but we did get U.S. milk production figures early on in the week. Yes, those came out on Monday August volumes were down 0.2% year over year, and the losses were driven by a smaller herd from a year ago. U.S. milking herd in August was at 9.39 million cows, and then there was a small yield drop too, which made the August number smaller. Again, this month, California, Texas, and New Mexico saw their output fall by large margins. The other notable part of Monday's report were sizable revisions to the July data. USDA took U.S. milk production down by 35 million pounds and revised milk cows down by 10,000 head from 9.4 million cows to 9.39 million cows. Also notable in the July revisions was Idaho's production. Initially, Idaho's July output was up 2% year-on-year, and USDA changed that to flat. Milk per cow in Idaho was revised lower by 15 pounds, driving the revision. So on the flip side of that, Texas's year-on-year loss of 4.3% in July was changed to minus 3.2% loss, and that was on increased yields. The loss of 15,000 head in the barn fire earlier in the year continues to weigh on herd size there as well. Alyssa, a lot happened overseas. It was a busy week. What can you tell us about GDT and Chinese demand? Yeah, I think the topic on everyone's minds that's impacted by the global marketplace is the supportive global dairy trade event and the fact that China might be back. North Asia showed up at the recent GDT event at the strongest pace we've seen in about five years. And it was pretty shocking considering the region's lackluster demand on every other auction event this year and considering their sizable inventories domestically in China. The reason the auction wasn't even more bullish was the fact that the stronger buying from China really kept the other big players away. As a result, while they were mostly positive, settlements did not quite reach the lofty levels that traders were pricing in for powders. C2 whole milk powder jumped 4.2%, 
C2 medium heat skim milk powder gained 7.3% and fats also saw a nice boost, which had been expected given Fonterra's announcement that fat supplies were tightening up. So China was back on the GDT, but was there anything positive within the August import data that was released this week from China? You know, the strong demand that we're starting to see on GDT was not evident on the August numbers just yet. So total dairy imports were the lowest for August since 2017, and with the U.S. reporting the greatest losses, specifically whey products. Behind the U.S. is the EU, as China brought in less infant formula, skim milk powder, and whey from the European Union, and the third steepest was reported from Australia due to lower milk imports, given that domestic brands are kind of losing their luster for domestic consumers. So you mentioned that Pantera announced supplies are tightening up. What is happening on farm in New Zealand? So the August data actually dropped last night with milk solids down 0.9% from prior year, which was the lower end of expectations from our team. It's currently set up to be a rather tough season for New Zealand with break-even values hardly reaching current farm gate milk values and feed availability has been tighter than normal this season after a soggy winter. All eyes will be on this El Nino weather model that could spell dry conditions within the country rather quickly into the end of the year. Okay, Alyssa, you got to talk a little more. We still haven't touched on EU data. What happened there this week? Boy, we were busy, weren't we? I'll start with the European July trade data. So losses are continuing to be shown to China and mostly in the form of whey and skim milk powder, which was, of course, evident in those Chinese import numbers. But Demand from the Middle East, North Africa region, as well as Southeast Asia, has helped to offset that slowdown into China. The EU has been better positioned to move fat and cheese at an impressive rate due to spot prices that have been well below the U.S. for much of this calendar year. European milk production data for July was also finalized this week with volumes up just 0.3% from prior year. As a result, the EU is really poised to experience a price boost here given the slowdown in incremental milk, both seasonally and below prior year levels as collections should turn negative in August or September data. All right, that does it for this week's Dairy Market Roundup. As always, thanks for joining us and we look forward to coming in next week to chat markets with you. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.